1: don't tell strange hotels i've got i've got some new ideas for the theme <laughs> <laughs> it's just so-
2: Luckily, we're recording this so we can ask him to drop it in.
1: Hey, we had no budget. Uh, so we went with my scatting, which I'm pretty sure people <laughs> have heard about. Aren't
2: you notorious for it? I think so, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Ruthie, what's your best bowling score? My, and oh please God. don't BS me.
2: I don't know.
1: Do you like bowling?
2: I love bowling. I'm terrible at it. I, was, I actually took a bowling class. What, yeah, in community college,
1: I took a bowling class. Oh, I thank God because if you said, like, recently, one hello, COVID, <laughs> but if you said, like, late last year, I'd be like. What prompted that?
2: (laughs) You'd be like, I finally (laughs) saw Big Lebowski. (laughs) I actually used to go bowl at that actual bowling alley when I was Where is that? It's gone now. Uh, I know. It's called Star Lanes and it was in Hollywood. I know. Classic
1: 2020. It
2: was a beautiful place.
1: Did not let me ask you this. Was it as beautiful? Because obviously you got production design coming in when they shoot. So obviously it's at a ten. Yeah. When you walked in, were you like, yes, I feel it?
2: You did. Plus, like, I can say this now because they're closed, but, like, they didn't card you so you could drink there when you were 18. Ruthie, if
1: they were still open, you could still say that.
2: I don't want to get anyone in
1: trouble. So the bowling class, you took it, like... Like for me, I'm the bowling teacher and I'm like, so just grab a ball and bowl. And that's really all I can help you with. <laughs> I'm going to go over here and drink a pitcher of Bud Light. Yeah. And even if you threw a gutter ball, I'd be like, not bad. Yeah. I'd try to keep your spirits up. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it, it turns out there's a lot more to it than I ever knew, like lining up <laughs> against the arrows there's and like, and like follow technique. through. And But I'm not even good at sports. Like I was always picked last. I'm not somebody that you want on your team. I'm I mean, I'm there for team spirit. I'll be a clown, but <laughs> I'm not going to help you win.
1: Here's what I like about bowling class. I can't imagine the teachers telling you about the importance of stretching. I can't imagine <laughs> the teachers telling you about the importance of like proper diet. I can't imagine the oh teacher God. even utters the word hydration at any <laughs> but point I'm... along the way. <laughs> Here's how bowling works for me. I like the first game and I go, you know what? I saw some mistakes. I got this. Then during the second game, I get tired. And I go, fuck bowling. And then I don't do it again for at least seven months at all. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is a hilarious comedian. She has a special on Netflix called Sweet and Salty. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. We can always tell when a comic doesn't care about the title. I, I don't even have an example because I'm not a guy who names names. But I'll tell you what, I'll name names of people who do get it and do care about the title. And that's Fortune Feimster. And that Netflix special is called Sweet and Salty. And it's so perfect. Fortune is from the South, my neck of the woods. She's from Belmont, North Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. We're not. We're not rivals. And I'll tell you what, we get it. We get manners. We get etiquette. We're a hold the door. Culture where, uh, hey, let's talk small talk about the weather, it's southern small talk. Oh, I'm doing it right now. So, <laughs> without further ado, let's all go ahead and put our hands together. It doesn't matter if you're alone, she deserves all the applause. Here she is, the great and hilarious Fortune Femester.
3: My family, my grandmother, my, my parents, they instilled manners. It was a very that was always first and foremost, like you treat everybody with respect. You open doors for people. You say hi to people. You shake hands back when you were able to. And so I think that carried with me through life and being a performer. It's like, I'm not better than anybody. I'm in in my positions, not better than anyone. I just am doing a job. And so I'm going to treat everybody kindly and like you know, I, scale
1: of 1 to 10, how mad do you get when someone doesn't say thank you when you hold the door for them?
3: Oh, that is annoying. <laughs> 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 At least a nod, come on.
1: A, a nod or just hey, thank you. But when so- <laughs> I truly when someone doesn't <laughs> doesn't say thank you, I loudly go, "You're welcome." <laughs> really? And then all I think is like that's the like that's that Carolina blood.
3: Yeah. Coming
1: out where I'm like caddy, "You're welcome."
3: Pro- <laughs> You're well I'm probably a 5. Where it's like annoying, but not enough oh, to like you're have sane. an outburst.
1: Same person. <laughs> I get in the car and I'm like, do I follow them? <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know your situation with your father with your dad mm-hmm. which obviously we'd ask about but it d- is any of that come from from him i know you mentioned your mom but is it uh, mm-hmm. do you feel like your dad is that type of personality where it really matters to have those manners and to have that kind of respect for other people
3: yeah my, my dad's a really nice guy he's a He's the kind of guy that wants everybody to be happy. Like, you get, you're you good, right? Happy. I knew it came yeah. from yeah. somewhere. <laughs> He's a simple guy, though. You know, like, uh, my parents divorced when I was 12. And so, a lot of my influence of who I am, I think, is mostly from my grandmother. Okay. And then my mom was big in the manners as well. My dad was just kind of like, yeah, whatever your mom wants. Uh, listen to your mom you know kind of that that that. kind of guy
1: diffusion of responsibility i love that i can't look i can't fault him (laughs) i'm i'm studying that exact same craft as we speak he
3: he was the guy that that it took a lot to get him riled up and uh he was pretty even tempered my my mom was very book smart my dad was very street smart uh, yeah. My mom would be like count, you know, counting money in an, in front of an ATM in Spain, like 60, <laughs> and you are like, I'm rich,
1: loudly. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile,
3: people are like, let's rob yeah. her.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think she wants us to have her money. It just seems like she's a walking, talking billboard.
3: 200. Does anyone <laughs> want money? <laughs> so, so I get, I I picked up things from both of them for different reasons. But he wasn't as academic. I think my um chillness comes from him. Did you grow up with both of them, like spending
2: time split with them?
3: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, mostly my mom, my dad was a big influence when I when they were still together. He was the one that woke us up in the morning and singing. He was like the happy, jovial. Making breakfast. Yeah. My mom had to be the disciplinarian, so I might be your dad. She's a real bitch.
2: That's so like I like that it's flipped like from the traditional stereotype of life. you know I, that's like you dads already? the disciplinarian. Well, I, I yeah. love
1: getting this is how much I love <laughs> making breakfast. And Fortune, you can relate to this just because of our, our southern heritage, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously if you're like yeah breakfast just some granola and yogurt. I'm like, why don't you go fuck right off? Because yeah. that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. life. I wake up, I've got sausages going, I'm doing <laughs> eggs, I got pancakes, you want waffles? I can mix it up. The batter's the same. Yes, That is granola and yogurt. in the- mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that is the basic. Like, yeah. Yes, I had a parfait. <laughs> yeah, that's our parfait.
3: Yeah, I didn't know anyone growing up that had a healthy, like, yogurt breakfast. Doesn't
1: make any sense.
3: (laughs) And when you would hear of someone uh, eating cottage cheese, you're like, oh, they must be on a diet. I
1: know. (laughs) <laughs> and that's cheese. It's cheese. So I've limited to just uh, country fried steak and yeah. cottage cheese with mashed potatoes. I'm You're watching like, my figure. What is that a salad? That sounds like a salad. <laughs> that sounds like
2: me growing. Up. I grew up in Los Angeles, so I grew up eating like half a grapefruit my entire <laughs> <Ugh>. life. <No. laughs> yeah, I'm are, jealous, you guys. Don't
1: don't be jealous. <laughs> You're gonna live ten
2: years longer. Than no me. way.
0: <laughs> I no know. Way. When
3: I go home, like my partner is from Michigan, and all. Her whole family's skinny, and she goes to North Carolina, and she's like, I don't think anyone eats a salad around here.
1: Has she ever said these lines? One, I can't eat another fucking biscuit. Two, macaroni and cheese is not a vegetable.
3: Yes, (laughs) both of those things. I can't tell you how many people in my life over the course of, you know, since college, have I've heard the words, I need to eat something green after they've spent like a weekend with my family they're like I they're like if I have one more fried food I'll explode dude, and I'm like I, oh, I I what are you talking, talking about
1: I was in Atlanta and I said that to my buddy Gilbert and I go we're like day four <laughs> of being there and I go dude I just I really. I gotta get some like green in me. I think my whole system's <laughs> clogged. And he goes, Oh, dude, I know this great like meat and three. And I was like, oh, I know your no. intentions are good, <laughs> but I seriously, I need to like go to someone's garden and rip <laughs> stuff out of the ground and eat it in its rawest form. Yes. So
2: true. We did a week of shows with Conan in Atlanta and like midway through after eating like Gladys Knight's chicken and waffles uh, for a week, I was like, I need a green smoothie. And everyone's yeah. like, That doesn't exist.
1: It's like being in Buffalo, New York. When you're in a place that they're like, our economy is snack food. You're like, fucking (laughs) sign me up then.
3: Yeah, the South, everything social revolves around food. Like you're at breakfast eating, you know, waffles going, well, for dinner we're going, you know, you're thinking about meals at a meal. And it's cultural. Uh, Jackson and I, that's my partner, we did uh, the whole 30, it's like, you eliminate all these things for 30 days. And my mom was like, "I'm gonna do it too." And we're like, "Are you though?" She's like, "Yes, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's no sugar, no dairy, no soy, no fried food, no no processed food of any kind."
1: Yeah. Did you do full thirty days? We've
3: done it twice, and I'm I'm down like forty pounds still. Oh my god! Well, it. that's of course, amazing.
1: Of course, that's probably because finally <laughs> in our lives we're eating the way we're supposed. Well, to now
3: I've put on like ten of ten of those, so I'm down more like thirty. Uh, welcome back. I know, to my- The the freaking quarantine. But uh, my mom was like, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to eat steak and sweet potatoes. And you're just like, okay. And every week she'd be like, I'm doing it. I'm like, really? She goes, I'm doing it. And then we came home like a week after she supposedly did it. (laughs) She's crying. And she's putting butter on bread and cream corn. And she's like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. And we're like, did you ever do it though? Because... If you I never do, did it, if you did it, did it for thirty days, you wouldn't. You don't usually want to immediately eat that stuff because it right? hurts. Yeah, and she's yeah. just like, better, 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 cream corn, fried, fried, fried.
1: <laughs> I do cream corn instead of cereal and uh, mashed potatoes instead of water. <laughs> to this day, we're still like,
3: we don't think you
2: did it. <laughs> you need to set up like a like a baby cam to watch her.
3: Do you guys
2: miss being in the South? Is there like
3: a... Oh, I love to visit. I try to go home like three times a year. I mean, I definitely want to live in LA. I love living in a big city. I really enjoy the vibe of the West Coast because I'm laid back and... Uh, I think the rel- uh, the religious a- aspect of the South was hard sometimes as a gay person. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I believe in God and I'm a Christian. Like I grew up Methodist, so I'm not like anti. Like, yeah. ugh. I uh, love that you say Christian light in your Chris, special. I'm Christian light. <laughs> oh my
2: god! <laughs> yes. I say that all. I I mean, I got copyrights you on it, but I say it all the time.
3: Yeah, I'm just like be a good person if you can. Yeah, like that's yes, my
1: belief. It's that easy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: But I get it's hard for me to permanently live in a place where people are like, yeah, we don't, we're not sure that you should have the same rights as us. That yeah. that yes. part's tricky.
1: Oh, that's a turnoff. Oh, <laughs> <Huh>, that's weird.
3: <laughs> and a lot of people are coming around, at least on that thing, the gay thing. And so it's better. It's <laughs> the certainly gay thing. <laughs> the gay thing. People, it's better. But I I love to visit my hometown because there's really lovely people and they're re- yeah. they're really nice and wonderful to me and. Um, yeah. so it's a nice like break to just go if I want to go, just like chill.
1: Was your dad religious?
3: No, not at all. Like, he only went to church because we had to go as a family because that's what you do in the south.
1: Yeah, my dad was very like Catholic. Yeah, and he made us go, like, he- we go to the beach we'd and go to church, and I was always like. <laughs> I'd be like, but it's vacation. Yeah. like, That doesn't mean you don't go to church. And I like, could never understand going to church on vacation. Right. And yet I do understand from his perspective. He's like, yeah, but if it's your religion, why would you stop just because right. it's vacation? <laughs> You're like, I'm like, I get that. Break but okay, out. from everything, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we're not so, yeah, we're taking a break from God for a little yeah. bit. He's cool <laughs> with it. He didn't
3: care. Wow. That is pretty religious because the most people did on vacation that I knew didn't go to church while they were away. No and
1: they will not be at God's table. That's I'll tell you that true. right now, Fortune. That's true. <laughs> when they go to
3: those pearly gates.
1: And when they go to those pearly gates and everybody's on a 30-day cleanse, uh, that'd be the worst. Yeah. You get to heaven and that's... They're like, look, you died at a weird time. We're doing a 300-year cleanse. I mean,
3: honestly, the only reason my dad had any sort of semblance of manners or right or wrong was because of my mom and her family. Like, he, he grew yeah. up... uh with a mom who who was a really not good person, who you know he had to kind of fend for himself from a young age. Like he legit like hitchhiked to school because she wouldn't even take him. That's to That's why school. he's got those street smarts, exactly. Yeah. So she was never instilling in him like here's how you you know nothing. Like he she, he she didn't even remember his birthday. So oh, wow. Uh, my, any
1: she did you ever meet this woman mm-mm,
3: i never did uh, no
1: yeah i know Good for you. yeah
3: i never yeah I never he never wanted me to and i never wanted to that
1: makes sense and, that um, he was <laughs> <yeah>. not wanting <laughs> but you to but so
3: so he has this like mix of like that that world of just complete neglect And then my mom and her family, you know, were like, "Here's right, this is right and wrong. This is manners. This is, you know." And so he he incorporated that, like he knows what to do. But then there's also this just natural part of him that's like, "Yeah, I'll do what I want," you know. Yeah. Um, So it's an interesting mix. And did you feel influenced by both of those sides? I I do feel like it made me uh, able to relate to a lot of different people. Because even though I grew up with not much money, my mom came from money. Mm -hmm. So I knew the country club world and how to behave and manners and the education thing. And then I had the like, you know, NASCAR, chicken wings, titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> and Fortune is just quoting a very popular Myrtle Beach t-shirt. That's all she's doing.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it was it was an interesting childhood for sure, but I guess that does make for a better comedian.
1: I, I wonder stuff like this, too. Like, is there a part of you that goes, well, I get my sense of humor from... Uh, j- maybe like that that seed comes from your dad. But Mm -hmm. then it seems like that perspective, it's almost like you've got it in this great place knowing that your parents are so polar opposite in many ways. Mm -hmm. To me is what it creates that product of, of you where it's like, you is the exact outlet everyone wants to hear that from because it's right. not living on these extreme ends of the spectrum. It's like, right. oh, geez, she knows how to relate to us with these very like... <laughs> here's what I've observed yeah. and it's wild, you know?
3: Yeah, because it's like I'm not like uh, a typical... Like uh, my perspective as a gay person is not the same as uh, this gay person. My perspective as a Southern person is not the same as this Southern person. Exactly. I feel like I'm coming at it from a lot of different angles. So I can be like, oh, these are my beliefs. I feel this way, but I get why that person acts that way yes. right? or believes those things. So I don't immediately go, oh, they're trash. I go, no, I, I know why where that's coming from. I can... Yes understand it
1: you know the bubble that they're in because you've been in that bubble exactly
3: so i'm like i'm not judging it yeah exactly yeah
1: and not to to blow smoke up your ass but you (laughs) you are it, it it's so important to to have someone like yourself be as vulnerable and open and honest as you are because people especially in the south and i think about this the region we grew up in need to know that their bubble is only what they think it is. The fact mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people in the south, it's like, oh well, well in my town we have one gay person. No, right. <laughs> you have thousands. But you you just build a culture where they, <laughs> say where they won't stay it because you've created this fear. Yeah, and you don't understand that if you got rid of that, how much more peaceful and prosperous and progressive. And joyful, the place would be because you allowed people to just be themselves. So instead of focusing all their efforts towards yeah. hiding their identity, maybe their efforts would go towards many other things that you know they could relax and let the you know 100%. drop their shoulders a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, and that
3: was one of the things I was most proud of with my. I did a Netflix special this year, and I filmed it in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I filmed it in a, a theater that is also a church. The McGlohan. It's beautiful. And so it was important for me because I wanted to show like, okay, hey, I'm Southern, I'm gay, I'm a daughter, I'm a this, I'm a that. And so I, I wanted to tell my life story. And I, I got so many messages from people. Uh, and I think it did open their eyes in a lot of ways. Of like, oh, I understood, I understand the journey now. You know, you grew up like me. You went to the Methodist church. You you went to Chili's afterwards. You did this, and then you discovered this about yourself. That's but so you had relatable, dis- yeah. And so it was like important for me to show people that and i've had a lot of parents write me saying like i watched it with my kid and they told me they were gay after watching it cuz oh they, they saw wow. me laugh at your
1: jokes that's the whole when someone tells you that and even yeah. if just one person tells you that you just go well then that was that then it's all worth yeah. everything for that one it. person <laughs> to have that that awakening
3: yeah, I had a girl write me a really long email just saying, like, I, my family's very conservative. I put on, I kind they kind of test their parents, but putting it on and see how long they'll last. <laughs> yeah. And they go, they watch the whole thing. She goes, she didn't laugh at everything. Uh, but and you she go, laughed fuck at, you. And then, and then you delete I'm like, that Your email. Your mom sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but she's like, but she laughed at a lot of things. And she didn't. She didn't walk away when you started talking about being gay. She goes, That was huge. And so I'm doing it just to tell my story. But if the result of that is some people in a that lived a certain way who hasn't had exposure to that yes. can learn from it, then that's amazing. Because I do Truly. think this, the South gets a bad rap. I think it's sort of. Uh, that everyone sort of jumbled in, like, oh, that them, they're like this. And I yes. go, that's a lot more n- you know, nuanced than that. And yeah, there's a lot
1: of parts of the South that are actually more inclusive and yeah. uh, more diverse. There's parts of it that are actually more progressive than it gets credit for, but yeah. people still think that people walk around without their shoes on and don't have TVs, <laughs> which is still there. <laughs> that <sure>. still
3: happens. <laughs> but, you know, people like you and I came out of there. I mean, you know, we're... It's it, there's different kinds of people everywhere. I mean, and there've been you know, as a standup, we tour all over the country. I've certainly felt more unwelcomed out of the South in certain towns than I've ever felt in the south and you wouldn't and i never say where the the what states these are in
1: no you can't Uh, career suicide suicide. (laughs) but
3: people would be shocked because they go oh that place is so progressive you know and you go that you don't you don't be so sure you
1: got uh, the underbelly of it all." yeah
3: so i think that the biggest thing is telling your story and just helping but people open opening everyone's eyes to be the south or anywhere as to like, oh, here's a journey that's not mine. What can I learn about that
2: person? I I love that clip of you talking about coming out to your dad. I mean, it makes everybody laugh, but then also is so great for maybe somebody who's considering Mm -hmm. coming out to their parents and how that can go. Yeah, I was curious with your dad since like, was it easier to come out to him than it was your mom or, you know,
3: like, well, to, I told my mom first, and you know she just was very. It was in that a Chinese restaurant, yeah, <laughs> and she was very quiet. I think for her it was just like she had a. I think every mom has a plan of what your life might look like. Of they, course, they, a vision of it, I guess. Yeah. So it for her it was unwinding, unraveling that vision like oh that's hard
1: to do mm -hmm. you know Mm
3: -hmm. her worry was oh no like your life's gonna be harder right now yeah and my job as a parent was to try to make it less hard and now i can't protect you from this yeah yeah i think that was a hard thing for her but with my dad i mean honestly (laughs) i told him like right after and he he just like you're my daughter you're my daughter. Yeah. I love you. You're my daughter. I love that. Uh, so and but much. he, but because he's like a simple guy, he didn't know what to say. Like we're yeah. like having this very deep talk, and he and I don't talk, and we don't have deep conversations. He knew enough to be like, "This is a big thing," and uh, but it was almost like his mind was just like love, love, love. Uh, you're my daughter. I love, I love you, and then you're like that's all I could ever want. Right. Yeah,
1: and I think when someone can't find the words. You know, when, when it's like an overload like that of information mm-hmm. that maybe just like out of nowhere kind of thing, I think what they do say almost feels to be so much more blatantly honest. Yeah. Adverse situations is when you find out who people really yeah. are, like totally. how they would be. Or, and so I, I, I kind of love that your dad could, the only thing he could find <laughs> was that, well, you're my daughter and I <laughs> love you. You're my daughter. Yeah. And, and also just saying, <laughs> well, hey, a concrete level. All I know to tell you is that it. I don't really care. I, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't matter. change anything. It Doesn't change it. Yeah. Well, and it makes yeah. me
2: think like uh, it, what you said about your mom had this whole idea and vision of what your life was going to be. And I think women do that. M- yeah. Maybe, and like, but maybe dads don't. Like, Rory, you, don't you do you have a so, vision yeah. for what your daughter's life is going to be? And then. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I do, and I don't. I have this vision of of fun stuff. I really want to be friends. I really Mm -hmm. want someone to, like, hang out with. Like, whenever (laughs) I see my friends who, like, really hung out with their parents, I could tell it was more like a friendship because the parenting stage has kind of ended in terms of, you know, like, teaching and disciplining. Mm -hmm. But I I won't lie, I have envisioned in my mind a situation where my daughter comes out to me. And I think that that's, to me, that is the progress and evolution Mm -hmm. uh, of... Humanity, where it happens over time to the point where it no longer happens because it's not a thing for anyone to have to announce
3: the sit-down talk. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I've often wondered if if my daughter was like, "Dad, I'm gay." If I would be like, "I don't fucking care. You're in front of the television."
0: (laughs) And it needs to stop. Daddy's I'm trying to watch watching. golf. Yeah. The
1: Masters <laughs> from '94. Not even a fun, interesting. one <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess plan-wise, I don't. I, the only thing I have planned is that I've sort of picked out two options for our first dance at the or for our dad daughter oh, dance at her wedding. Cute. And then my wife is like, "What if she doesn't want to get married?" I'm like, "I just need to do this dance." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Both of your parents still live in the south, mm-hmm, they do both. In well, my dad just moved to South Carolina. Oh, okay, Where? North Myrtle Beach, buddy. <laughs> you know, Get out of town. you know, it. uh, the old people that love shagging. I don't know what that is. Beach music is oh, their thing. Oh, oh. It's people my parents' age, so they're like, my parents are 74. Yeah, And uh, so there's these bands in the North Carolina, South Carolina area that are super popular. Uh, the Embers, they're like, you probably know the song, Carolina girls, best in the world. Oh, you know yeah, that yeah. That was a, Ruthie, like, I honestly, do.
1: if you didn't know that, there was going to be real tension.
3: <laughs> so the dance that they do is called Shaggin'. It's called Shag. Uh-huh. Well, oh, there was a movie, right? Yes.
1: I just tried to find the movie shag to make my daughter watch. Yeah, there was it. a
3: movie and it's like a slower swing dance sort of At, in North Myrtle Beach is a area where a lot of these uh, older people go for these like spring break kind of weeks where it's all <laughs> shag dancing and music and my dad is in the thick of it and oh so my he god, I love retired that. and moved there to be with his people <laughs>
1: that is the best mm-hmm. i love that so that's much that's so cool <laughs> god i want to rewatch that movie so so bad it's like
3: spring break for old people
2: yeah like he's like retired at like senior citizen coachella
3: <laughs> like that's 100% so, that's yeah. so cool like
2: he's like, like that's my dream in life. i mean not really to retire at coachella but yeah. like basically like well i'm going to work hard and then i'm going to retire exactly where I want to and dance yeah. and...
1: The Redneck Riviera. <laughs> they, Myrtle is Beach. What
3: that, is that what it's...
1: That's what it's mm-hmm. called. Oh, my God. I used to go for a week every summer yeah. for ever
3: North Myrtle's where all the shag bars are. He takes his golf cart to Fat Harold's and uh, they hang out at it's the always, Someone's
1: got to be fat. It's like, <laughs> you're so, we're all so attracted to a restaurant if the person's name is fat because you're like, well, obviously the food's good. <laughs> yeah. How do they gain yeah. all that weight? They serve
3: fried bologna <laughs> sandwiches there. Oh, my God. And uh, it's so Southern...
1: Ugh, I'd eat that right That's now That's his
3: thing He So he's retired But pre-COVID He would like Work the door At Fat Harold's Here he and there He did like with checking IDs, and then uh,
1: he was a bouncer. <laughs> I mean, your dad, <laughs> dad retired. Your dad retired, and then moved to North Burtle and became a bouncer like at a shag bar. I'm so,
2: I'm so excited because, like, I've known your mom has been a big part of your. Um, you know, she's introduced you on your show. Yeah. I've met your mom. Oh I think she's adorable. And then it's like I was like the whole time I was like, "What's Fortune's dad like?" I like, guess well, I
1: I'll tell you, and, Carolina yeah, girl, 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 best in the world. I guess I, never,
3: I guess I haven't really talked about him that much. That's so funny. But, but he's like I, living his best life as a yeah. bouncer oh, and he shag bars.
2: Like, he is lots our,
1: of Hawaiian shirts I'm sensing. Tommy Bahama. Yeah,
3: I pictured uh, it. He
1: does Tommy a radio bombs. show
3: once a week. He does a radio sh- show? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> before he retired, he lived in my hometown, and he did a radio show with Johnny B every Saturday where they played beach music, and he'd be like... <laughs> My dad said, uh, yeah, I know what it's like to have a little notoriety myself. Uh, you know, our, uh, our radio yes. shows.
1: It's in our, it's in in our family. What's, your, dad? yeah, What's your
3: dad's name? Does he have a you're radio welcome. name? Or? Well, his name's Mike, but yeah. of course, in the South, his nickname is Tiny. Yeah. And yeah. obviously... Because you not, have to have a nickname, Obviously, right? he's yeah. not skinny. He's fat, because that's my family. But his nickname's Tiny.
1: Is your love dad's love for beach music <laughs> what led to their ultimate split? Is that what caused this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it did, I,
1: your mom was like,
3: honestly, I can't Rory, keep
2: up with the bit. coke in the bathroom. <laughs> <and> the- <laughs> like, I don't like Tommy
3: Bahama clothes. I'm I a- hate your clothes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, my mom was like, well, there's three kids. She's like working. They got to pay bills. And my dad's like... There's a beach music night at the Holiday Inn. And uh, so I'll, uh, I got to quote unquote work.
1: <laughs> which I got to be at because I, I got, you know, me and Johnny B are going to yeah, be down there. Yeah, so
3: kind of. I mean, he basically started, he was a traveling salesman, which you know is trouble. And <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: so. What did, yes. he, what
1: did he sell? He sold Beach Music <laughs> and Tommy Bob. <laughs>
3: Obviously. Yeah.
2: He sold
1: Obviously, Margaritas so
3: skirts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Roadie Sodies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he sold cleaning products, you know, and when you're traveling salesman, you get into some troubles here and there and do some things you're not supposed to
1: do it sounds like your dad lived seven lives within one life yeah he's like let's just do them all right now but
3: now he's like what's funny is like he you know he was doing all that while they were married and then once they got divorced he's like i'm tired Uh, and he just like sits at the bar now and he well he's remarried now so he he's not the you know he's not looking for the ladies anymore he's just like hanging out with his buddies and doing yeah my parents are very different like they came you know how the old expression that he was born on the wrong side of the tracks like yeah he was that my mom was like a debutante she was very uh loved reading loved school he's all like hitchhiking to school
1: Your parents were the story from Shag. Yeah, it's God. the debutantes that go down to Myrtle Beach and then they meet like the rough guy. Hundred percent. My
3: dad was the rough, was the bad boy, and uh, my mom was the like, oh, he's cute. Uh, you know?
1: Oh, I like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix him. Yeah. Up.
3: Did they meet in high school, or they met in high school and then broke up while she was in college and he went in the navy and then got back together right after she graduated and my grandmother i think it was so scandalous my grandmother ended up loving <laughs> my dad's a good guy and he's has had many lives and uh my grandmother ended up loving him and treated him like a son but in the in the beginning she offered him money for him not to marry my mom like no. you <laughs> out of a mo- it sounds like out of a That is it, straight out of a movie. he turned it down. now I'm at later, I was like, you probably wish you'd taken that money, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it the beach music? She was like, look, we're that's just not who our family is. We're more um well, he wasn't into stones. the be- he
3: didn't get into the beach music till his midlife crisis when yeah. he was like uh suddenly grew a mustache and you know, is renting a the convertible? You're like,
1: what? I'm in that right now. I'm, I can, I, I totally understand it. Look at me, I got a yeah. short sleeve button down. I'm halfway there. Oh my God! He,
3: <laughs> we went to the beach one summer, and he was wanting to hang out with my brothers and his friends, and he wanted nothing to do with my mom. And uh, he's like, the boys and I are going to go down to the pier. And he's like playing MC Hammer. We're like, what's happening?
1: Too <laughs> legit to quit.
3: <laughs> he had like a gold chain. <laughs> and then he, we had a, a picture from that weekend. And, uh, you know, that was back when you had to get your film developed. And we got all our pictures back. We had taken pictures up on the dock and uh, my dad decided to free-ball it that week. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh,
2: yeah,
1: he
3: My mom it. goes, Mike, you did not wear underwear in these pictures. You're oh. disgusting. Oh my <laughs> so God. he's like, midlife crisis, gold chain, free ball. Oh, I love Tiny. Oh, my I God. I love him. Yeah.
2: I read that your family still spends the holidays together, though, with your mom and dad.
3: Yeah, we like... Do they get along? Oh, yeah. They, like, love each other dearly, but have a hard time, like, admitting. I mean, they're, like, friends, but they're that... that, Those people, like, can't live with them, can't live without them kind of people. It's not, like, a love-love thing. It's more of, like, we've known each other since we were 17. Right. Her family's all dead. His family's all dead. So there's, like, always going to be that connection. I mean, once my parents got divorced, we just kind of decided as kids i don't know why they let us decide this that we were all <sighs> going to spend holidays together so it was our first christmas uh they divorced in august in december we're like dad's coming to christmas and she's like no he's not and we're like yeah he is so <laughs> He came, and she's, like, crying the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh, God. And this is right after? Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then we... You guys
1: are monsters. Jesus. I know. We
3: were little after. Fortune, we, did,
1: we would have never had you on this show if we knew <laughs> who you really were.
3: <laughs> well, we just were like, we're a family, you know? You just didn't want to let go of that thing. And I remember we saved up a bunch of money to get her a bread maker because we were poor. And we were so proud of it, but we got him a bunch of like crap, like poppycock, you know, and uh, cashews, (laughs) and but he, which which (laughs) he probably (laughs) he loved (laughs) great, but he had a bunch of little things, and my mom had one thing, and so she saw all his presents, and she goes, "Yeah, you kids." Love your dad more than me. Look at him, and we're just like, "What's happening? We got you a bread maker. It cost a hundred dollars, which you know yeah. was yeah." To and us. then you hear
0: your dad go, "Look,
3: a curly straw, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a ten <dead> pack." <laughs> Because <laughs> like when parents get divorced, the kids like almost immediately become the
3: parents. Then, yeah. like you guys yes. were like,
2: we're in charge now. We're saving up for gifts. We're deciding how Christmas is going to be. Yep,
3: exactly. But they eventually found their way in it, and like now, you know, I can only go home a couple times a year. She sort of know, you know, he comes, his wife comes, my brothers come, and it's just everybody's there, and it just is what it is. That's, that's so uh, cool. <laughs> great.
1: I have one quick question before we bounce out of here. The name Fortune, mm-hmm. walk us through it. Is that
3: fam- <laughs> Do we, where, where are we coming from? Well, you know how Southerners are with the family names. Yes, it's that's what hu- I thought, yeah. 100% of family name. Of course, yeah. So uh, any Southern person, your first name's you're you're named after someone in your yeah. family. Your middle name's usually a last name of a lot someone. of maiden
1: names get yeah become first names.
3: So fortune is my great grandmother's maiden name.
1: Yeah. That's so right. there
3: were four sisters in that family. Last name Fortune. They called them the misfortunes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: not putting again. That, that would be misfortune. <laughs> the oh
3: misfortunes. My God. So my grandmother's mini fortune was her name. Or, I mean, my great grandmother. <laughs> oh, I and,
2: love
1: uh, that. I love it. And she f- wasn't too rich, fortune. wasn't too poor. They yeah. yeah. had a mini fortune. Just enough. <laughs> and
3: so my grandmother always loved the name fortune. And when my mom was pregnant with me, they didn't know, uh, you know, if I would be a girl or a boy back then. You don't, you didn't find out in advance. But my grandmother was like... Begged my mom, please name you know the baby Fortune, yeah. and my mom was like, that is too big of a name. You know, they'd have to be Miss America to live up to a name like that. And they were saying if I was a girl, name her yeah. Fortune. My mom was like, I love the name Emily. It's my cousin's name. It's such a girl next door name. So my mom named me Emily. And my middle name for Well, I had two middle names but because it was like it bland.
1: is so it was, southern so many middle names all out of the yeah. southern playbook
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, when my grandmother died I knew how much she wanted me to be named Fortune and I just decided because she was such a big influence on me that I was gonna professionally yeah. go by Fortune. As like, you know, kind of like the Carol Burnett nod to her grandmother with the ear. That was going to be my, always my nod to my grandmother. Right. Yeah. I think I thought you could be fortune on stage and Emily in life and it just doesn't work out. It doesn't work like that. So I think I would start going by fortune at 24 and everyone basically everyone calls me fortune
1: it's the be, i love it I It's love the it. best. now
3: i don't i so don't feel like an emily i at all like i don't resonate with that name yeah i, I know you that I
1: refuse to respond
3: yeah to <laughs> <it. laughs> well but it was it'd be but weird. does anyone like my, call you emily Oh, yeah, everyone I grew up with. Oh, they do. The next time yeah. I
1: bring you up on yeah. stage, I'm doing all 14 of your names. <laughs> Thank
3: you. My, it's, weird, it's weird when my family calls call me Fortune. I'm like, no, guys. Like, So Emily still exists, but yeah. it is almost like Emily Southern, growing up in Belmont, Fortune, L.A., Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like two different people. Fortune, yeah.
1: Myrtle Beach only. <laughs>
3: yeah. Boom.
1: Your dad was like, "She needs a dance name." Yeah, yep.
3: That's yep. <laughs> um, right.
1: Well, I gotta say, this has been so much fun to have you on the show and to get to Aww, to chat you. and Same. and hear all this. Thank you for opening up about the family.
3: Oh yeah, it was great
1: talking to you Love
3: to hit up
2: a shag bar and meet Tiny one day Man, I'm telling you You need to
1: come with us on our very, very limited tour of one show One
3: show that everyone will refuse to wear masks and social distance (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you know
1: we're in Myrtle Beach (laughs) Uh, Fortune, thank you so much for being on the show
3: today Oh yeah, thank you guys
1: There it is,
2: Ruthie. I really would sell their merch on a tour of the two of them until we could go to Shag Bars and hang with Fortune's Dad. Shag
1: Bars to drink and then the most gluttonous, rich
2: I'll do the social media, food. I'll tour manage, I'll drive the bus, I'll do everything just to go on this southern eating uh, tour with you guys. All the
1: variations of fried chicken. That's all
2: I want. Uh,
1: it's, it's So many people do it different ways. I know. None of it's good for your heart. <laughs> and that's the only thing they have in common is that one it's chicken and none of it's good for you. <laughs> but oh my God, what an amazing person, what an amazing uh, comedian and I take great pride when I come across other southerners who get it. I say get it like they understand you know, I guess they're really just empathy <laughs> 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 They understand progress They understand, honestly, just recycling is enough for me If someone's like, look I don't vote, but I recycle. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. If you want to learn more about Fortune, follow her on Twitter. It's at Fortune fortune funny and please 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 head over to Netflix and check out her special sweet and salty
2: and you can also check out fortune as the voice of Brenda and bless the hearts the animated series on Fox it's going to be in its
1: second season and you can stream all of season one on Hulu and if you want to find out who's responsible for this goddamn show Ruthie smack (laughs) him in the face
2: dads is produced by Jen samples Nick Liao and me Ruthie Wyatt our executive producers are Joanna Solitarov Adam Sack and Jeff Ross engineering by Will Becton and Anya Jeschik our theme song is by Strange Hotels with additional music by John Danik special thanks to Sean Doherty
1: as always keep up with dads the podcast by following me on Twitter at Roy Scoville and if you love the show don't be afraid to rate review and tell a friend it's what keeps this ship sailing folks we're trying to get all the way around the world so thank you so much and we'll see you back here next week